for Radio 1 91FM podcast. Monkeypox has arrived in New Zealand and it has been here for a couple of weeks and over the weekend the World Health Organization who declared that monkeypox spread is a global health emergency. There have been more than 16,000 cases in 75 countries. I spoke earlier this morning with Otago academic Constanza Jackson, a co-author of a recently released article in the Public Health Expert University of Otago Journal about monkeypox and what is the level of risk and how can we manage it. Here is the interview now. Stay tuned and stay locked. Now I am joined by Otago academic Constanza Jackson, a co-author of a recently released article in the Public Health Expert University of Otago Journal about monkeypox, its arrival in New Zealand, and what is the level of risk and how do we manage it. Thank you for joining me. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Really appreciate you guys reaching out. So just to start off about this new virus, what are the symptoms of monkeypox How does transmission work? Basically, just a quick rundown of it for everyone listening so they can get an idea about the virus. So monkeypox is an infection that is caused by a virus. Like you said, it is closely related to the smallpox virus, which is a virus that older generations will have had more exposure and knowledge about. But it does cause a comparatively mild infection. However, infection is similar. Initial symptoms would appear right now we're seeing maybe six to 13 days after exposure, averaging about nine days after exposure. And this can include headache, fever, muscle aches. Uh, fatigue and swollen lymph nodes, you can see that visibly, but also they are painful. Um, So any pain around lymph nodes, that's something that is important to highlight. There's also um, a characteristic rash that is seen that can sometimes develop concurrently with these initial symptoms or after these initial symptoms. And the rash itself can be found on the face and spread to arms, legs, chest, hands, soles of feet. The thing that's important to highlight is also that these the lesions that are caused by this um, rash can also be found in mucous membranes, which are slightly more difficult to see. So that would include, you know, the inside of your mouth, your nose, um, genitalia, anus, um, kind of those other different membranes. Those as well can also have um, these lesions. Um, there are resources available that will show what these lesions look like. They start off potentially as a bump, um, then kind of progress into something that's more pus filled. And then over a couple of weeks, they will dry off, dry up and fall off. And for this virus specifically, um, there are two different kind of subsets of how it can present and they have different case fatality rates. So there's one that has a slightly lower case fatality rate, one that has a slightly higher. It appears that the one that's floating around and kind of causing this global outbreak is of the lower case fatality rate. Um, So based on UK data, it appears that the case fatality rate may be about 1%, which is similar to COVID if we are using a comparison. Mm -hmm. Um, A cause of concern regarding symptoms and hospitalization and fatality is that it is more severe in children. It has been shown that children have higher rates of hospitalization and um, same with immunocompromised patients. It is a more severe infection in immunocompromised patients with higher fatality risk. Um, And then also individuals, if they're infected during pregnancy, it can lead to potential complications. So those are also kind of things that we are wary about. Um, Regarding transmission, we have a present known routes of transmission between um, human to human transmission. So those would be skin to skin contact. um, Specifically, if you have contact with a present lesion, um, like touching those actual lesions would be that skin to skin contact. 
um, contact with anything that would have been in contact with those lesions, such as clothing, bedding, towels, things that you share if you're eating because, again, of those mucous membranes. So sharing cups, um, cutlery, dishes, uh, toothbrushes, that would also be a mode of spread. So another thing that we think it's important to highlight, monkeypox is not considered a sexually transmitted infection. However, it can be spread during sexual activity as this virus does spread through skin-to-skin contact. And again, I do want to highlight there might be lesions that aren't visible because of the mucous membrane situation. We do think that further research is needed into these transmission routes because the current level of spread we're seeing across the globe is novel. It is new. And there are also confirmed cases in different countries that don't have a known exposure. And then lastly, on that point, uh, the current virus, there are a couple different variants of the virus. The one that has been sequenced in the UK does show that there are mutations that may affect transmission, but that's still very early days research. And it is something that needs to be further researched into, is there a change that would cause a global spread? at this point in time where that has a spread that is better from human to human transmission as previously most cases or a good portion of cases had been between um, animal and human transmission through exposure in that way. And then uh, another thing to highlight about transmission is that individuals with high levels of close contact are the ones that are going to be at heightened risk for monkeypox infection. So that can include individuals like frontline healthcare workers, um, hospitality workers, and um, children So because children have not only a lot of interaction between their own peer group, they actually also have a lot of intergenerational contacts between their nuclear family, their extended family, um, grandparents, siblings, and um, things like that. So they actually have a lot of contacts. And regarding the the transmission of monkeypox, what can the public do to help? And is it still relatively in managed isolation Mm -hmm. or is it a bit more like in the community, kind of like how COVID-19 is still at the moment? Yeah, so that's a great question. So in New Zealand, there was, um, its first case was reported on the 9th of July and the second case was reported on the 12th of July. And there's no evidence in New Zealand of community transmission. So at this point in time, New Zealand actually has a relatively contained situation as compared to other countries at present. What the public itself can do to just be aware is... I would encourage people to look at the Ministry of Health has actually put out quite a lot of information on their website regarding symptoms and transmission routes. I would really encourage people to seek reliable information from sources such as Ministry of Health, um, your GP, if you're able to contact your GP with questions or websites like the WHO. And I have two major reasons for this. It's um, when outbreaks are emerging infections spread or appear, um, our understanding of those infections changes. So in order for something to be novel, something had to have changed. So it will be kind of an evolving situation for us in our understanding and public health knowledge can change quite quickly. So those reliable sources will update our current understanding um, or will update with our current understanding. And secondly, emergent infections can also bring up a lot of unhelpful media that capitalizes on lack of understanding, fear, or stigma. And the best way to stop transmission is to know when and how to seek medical attention and follow medical advice if you do acquire it. And uh, messaging that kind of um, creates fear or stigma will prevent, you know, attention, the medical attention seeking behavior and also just identifying when there is um, a need to seek medical attention. And for sure, just to wrap up 
quickly um monkeypox as you said like it's important to be informed like and just check out all these resources to make sure that we are aware of it and monkeypox isn't an sti it is a virus and it is known to be prevalent among gay men but how do we address this without stigmatizing it because it is important to address that it is a virus yeah no that's a really great question as well so like you said monkeypox is a, a virus that causes an infection and that is across like any person who is a human is equally predisposed to having that infection and can become infected and have these symptoms and transmit it. So at present, there are a high percentage of cases that are found in um, the community of gay, bisexual, and men who have sex with men. Um, there, When a new emerging virus appears, it is, it is commonly seen that it will start within a specific population just by the network that it is in. So the initial cases for this outbreak were in that population and it spread within that population. Um, however, that doesn't mean that it's just going to be within that population um, sure. because everybody, everyone is able to be infected with this. And what we actually in the public health community look at is that um, men who have sex with men, gay men and um, bisexual men actually have very good medical attention seeking behaviors and actually do present to healthcare settings when um, there is something that they need medical treatment for. So we actually acknowledge that as part of a positive thing. Um, we don't stigmatize against that. We actually are very thankful that this outbreak was identified um, and we credit that to people who actually went and sought care. Um, but like I said, if um, this does spread through close contact, so within households between, you know, if you live in accommodation with friends, things like that, like this, this can spread if, through the different routes of transmission that you would have within a household contact situation. Thank you very much for that. That was very informative. And do you have anything else that you'd like to add regarding monkeypox, perhaps like where we can go to get updates on the virus and just sort out helpful information? Yeah. So um, one of, like I mentioned before, the Ministry of Health actually has pretty good guidelines on what to do specifically if you are identified as a case, they actually have some good guidelines on their website about isolation and how to keep yourself and your family, or say if you're in shared accommodation, how to keep those around you safe. And it's pretty in-depth. Um, regarding, you know, house cleaning and eating and isolation and things like that. So that's actually a pretty good source of information. Um, there is also PCR testing available to people who meet the clinical criteria. So if you do feel like you meet the symptoms or you're identified as a close contact of someone who did have monkeypox, um, present to your GP and that PCR test is available. Um, and there are other tools available as well. Like the, the New Zealand has actually learned quite a bit from the COVID-19 pandemic. Yeah. And one of those tools was really having a pretty immediate reaction to creating these very um, clear guidelines and clear information. Um, if this does progress to a situation where there is more transmission, there is another tool that New Zealand has not implemented yet, but is available, which is called ring vaccination. Um, so there is a vaccine that is pretty effective against monkeypox, the smallpox vaccine. And ring vaccination is the method of um, vaccinating close contacts around a confirmed individual. Mm -hmm. um, and it creates almost a shell to prevent transmission from exiting that space. Um, so that's another thing that could also be available for future things down the line. Hopefully it maintains the level that it's at right now, which is pretty contained. However, if it is no longer contained, that is another tool that New Zealand has access to. 
That is very good to know. Thank you so much for joining me to talk about monkeypox, its arrival in New Zealand, and what we can expect, and some good facts about it so everyone listening has a good understanding of it and its current isolation stage and where to go for help. That was a Radio 191 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.